Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Welcome to our XL anniversary celebration. It's great to see you here. So XL, you might think, stands for extra large. Well, it does, but it's also the Roman numeral for 40. And we thought at our 40th anniversary, when a lot of people think, you know, when you get to 40, you're starting to get to middle age, you should be slowing down a little bit. We don't think that's true for us as a church. We want to go beyond the walls. We want to go extra large. And so that's the whole kind of XL thing. The story of our church starts with really small beginnings, but with a really big vision. The story of our church starts in 1979, when life was different, when clothes were different, when hairstyles were different. Our story starts with the prayers of one woman who dreamed, imagined and prayed for an Elim Pentecostal church that would bring life to the town and reach beyond the walls. Our story began to take shape in someone's house as a small group of people gathered around this woman and her big prayer for God to move. What started small began to grow And in 1981, we moved into our first building, a small Methodist church called Zion. And that's what we used to be called, Zion Christian Centre. By 1984, we'd grown and needed a bigger space to meet in. We had outgrown the walls of that first building, so we went on the road. In 1986, in quite miraculous circumstances, around 150 people moved into the old Webb Ivory factory a huge building over 66,000 square feet. We'd started with small beginnings, but the vision was now growing beyond what we could see or even imagine beyond the walls. Over the next two decades, the church grew. The vision for a community-focused church that could house other organisations as well as other community groups began to take shape. Staff joined the journey. We began to reach out to other nations. We established partnerships, always looking to move beyond the walls. As we moved deeper into the new century, We felt God give us even bigger dreams for our community. So we bought buildings. The people gave vast amounts of money sacrificially. But then, in August 2015, everything changed with a fire. After the fire, the church came together like never before. We prayed, we worked, and it was as if God used what could have been our lowest moment for some of his greatest work. In 2017, we changed our name. We became Life Central Church, a place to discover life. In 2017, we also launched our first new location in Hagley and built our brand new auditorium. In 2018, we took on another Elim church on the Brickhouse estate, Life Central Rowley. Now we had become one church in three locations. God wasn't finished just yet. We also took on responsibility for a church in Duras, Albania. Now, as we approach our 40th anniversary, we pause to give God thanks for every person who has been on this journey with us. Some have gone on to other places. Some have gone on beyond the walls of this life. Each and every one has played a part in our story. Now, as we approach our 40th anniversary, we give God thanks for what began small is now reaching beyond the walls of our imagination and even our expectation. We are now a multi-generational, multicultural, multi-site church on a mission to help people find and follow Jesus. And here's what's most amazing. It doesn't stop here. God hasn't finished with us yet. They say life begins at 40. Life begins when God moves and when we respond. Let's not stay where we've been or where we are. Let's look, dream, pray, work and move forwards. Let's reach beyond the walls. 
You know, right at the start of the church, way before I was ever involved, way before me and Alison were here, um, God, um, early on in the church, God gave what we call a, pr- a prophetic word, a foundational prophetic word. In other words, what that means, if you're newer to this, is, is something that we felt God had said to the church that would be like a kind of a foundation and a bedrock. And that prophetic word was this, that your fruit will overhang the walls. And so we've been really blessed over the years seeing that come to fruition. And I think this season we're in now, God is multiplying that no end. And not only will our fruit overhang the walls, but maybe our fruit will grow on other people's trees as well. And so what we thought we'd do as a little bit different uh, is, is just bring out a few people. We could have done this with more, we know that. But a few people who've been on our staff team over the years, but are now have gone on and they're leading other Christian churches or charities uh, in a significant way. And we want to just meet them and just hear a little bit about their story. So would you put your hands together for these guys and girls as they come and join us on stage. Thank you. Great, yeah, take a seat, some of you, and stand behind, that's brilliant. So some of you won't know these guys, but some of you will know them very well. So I'm going to ask each of them just to very briefly say kind of who they are, what they did when they were here, and then what they're doing currently. Lisa, if you go first. Yeah, so my name's Lisa. I've been on uh, the staff here for eight years. I left last December, and I was a media coordinator, and now I'm leading a church in Dudley. Great. My name's Dan Bennett. When, when I finished here, which was about five years ago, I was the assistant pastor. Previous to that, several roles. But, but more than anything, and I, I still consider it, maybe I should have got over it by now, but <laughs> I still consider this my home church. I was here near enough 30 years, which mm. there's no, you can't, you can't repeat that anywhere else. Yeah, so yeah. it's my founding here. <laughs> Dan's in Malvern now, just in case you missed that bit. Out. <laughs> um, my name's Rachel. I started coming here in 1981, wow. and I went on staff in about 2000 initially as the worship leader, um, and ended up being the operations leader for about 10 years. I left in 2015. Um, I've trained as an Elim minister, and I'm the assistant pastor at Redditch Elim. Great. Uh, Steve Miles. I was here 2002 to 2004 and a half. Uh, my role mainly was uh, head of evangelism. Um, since uh, we've moved on, my wife and I have gone on, we've worked with Christians in sport, been mentoring professional footballers uh, around the UK for about eight years, and then we planted a church, um, brand new church in the town where we were, and then about three and a half years ago, God called us out of that through an encounter of working in Gangland, Guatemala. He kind of woke me up to a broader world, and my wife and I work with a charity, um, working with people trapped in poverty around the world and helping them work out how they get themselves out of poverty. Wow. Uh, my name is Kevin Sadler. We, uh, we were here, my wife, uh, myself, and my fa- some of my family moved here in 2002. And uh, I fulfilled the role of uh, pastoral care and mm-hmm. development. And uh, we were here for about seven years-ish. Uh, can't remember how many, but <laughs> seven years. And uh, we now lead a church in Smethwick. A uh, couple of churches in Smethwick now, and uh, that's a really and that's growing, and that's great. Great, thanks, Kevin. Uh, I'm Steve Robinson. I came here 2005. Stayed here for about seven, eight years. Uh, my wife led the youth. I was on the youth leadership team with her, um, and then after that, I became Dan Bennett's tea boy and shelf rearranger, <laughs> life groups, pastoral care. And then about five years ago, six years ago, we moved up to Yorkshire to lead a church in Yorkshire, and now we're down the road leading a church in Bewdley, Riverside Ealing. Brilliant. 
You know what, what, what's so uh, inspiring to me is just the relationship. Like these guys have all kind of left us in, at one level, but we're all friends. And uh, I'm just thinking about like Rachel and myself sat next to each other in the, I know I didn't say this in the first service, in the junior band of the Salvation Army when we were 13. Do you remember that? You remember that? Absolutely. And, and it's just those kind of connections. And I remember this guy here and, and his wife, Liz, who's here uh, uh, as well. They were both on staff team with us. And, and the input that they made in my son's life, in our son's life, um, when they were youth leaders. And, and just the friendship that we have together is just inspiring. And the other thing that inspires me is seeing women go on and lead in church. Come on. And going to women leaders going, and going for it. And we love that. And we love that. And we want to see more of that in Jesus' name. So, in the time that I'm going to preach now. Uh, what's, when you were here then, Lise, what's, what's one thing or something that, that has impacted you from your time with us here and that you want to share with us? Okay. Um, yeah, so I was media coordinator. I just love to serve God. And while I was here, I felt like I was placed in fertile soil. Um, right. I felt um, a real growth spurt happen within me where I was given opportunities to lead. And, um, and I was, you know, surrounded by an amazing team who were going on and they were exploring the call of God on their lives, going off to Bible college. And I sensed the same kind of thing. I was like, I felt God's calling on me. And, um, and when I knew it was to lead a church, um, there's times when, you know, you doubt yourself. You think, is this right? I don't look like what I've known a lead pastor to look like. And, um, and, you know, I was surrounded by guys who just spoke words of affirmation into my life. They spoke what they saw in me that God wanted to do in me. And um, so for me, these have been absolutely precious years. And I think when I look back now, retrospectively, um, I can see that God was planning my future. He was surrounding me with people that I needed for my future. You know, I'm only 20 minutes up the road and uh, I can come here, um, you know, get input. I can have people pray with me if I need a coffee with another pastor, leader, mentor. You know, um, there are people here for me. So that's amazing. Great. Thanks, Liz. Thank you, Dan. For me, with leading the church over in, in Malvern, the, the source church for near enough the last five years since mm. I left here, I've been trying to, to quantify, explain, communicate what it is that, that we had here and, and you've still very much got here and, and I'm sure it comes down to relationship, commitment mm. to, to relationship. Mm. It, it, is, it is commitment to, to Jesus very definitely and if I was to say those three, commitment to Jesus, mm. Commitment to local church, yeah. commitment to relationship. Because yeah. when when you've got that, when you when you've got that deep down within you, and I, I've seen it over the last two days, being here with, with talking to, to people and seeing other people talking to people, and you just know it. You just mm. know it when you can see it, and and, and you get together with those people, and you think, oh, with that, with that, we can. We can Come change. On. We can change the locality. Yeah. We, we can change the world. It's Come incredible on. when yeah. you see it. Yeah. It's so difficult to quantify. I think you, you just observe it in others and it's like, that's it. That's what we want. Great. Thanks, Dan. It's great. Wow. Well, I wasn't prepared for this in the first service, but we've had a practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I remembered actually since the first service, um, I remember when I was a little girl, there was a lady in our church called Margaret Hill and she yeah. used to come home. She used to come to our house. Sorry, I've nicked one of your tissues. Really. <laughs> um, she used to come to our house for lunch on a Sunday and she used to play with my Lego with me. And I remember her talking about wanting to see a church in Hells Erin. Yeah. Um, and this church just been 
such a big part of my whole life. I can't pick one thing. Mm. Um, just so many people, so many relationships. I have to say one of the other highlights was a flash mob that the, um, <laughs> the staff did one volunteer appreciation night and Dan Bennett's dancing to Grease Megamix. <laughs> Prices. As it happens, we have that ready here for you, Dan. No, we don't. It's still on YouTube somewhere, but yeah. hopefully lost. Thanks, Rach. Uh, so I think for me, um, it, uh, when we were here, God broadened my horizons. That's what I'd say. I come from Suffolk, a very sleepy, small community with 100 people. That's where I, I grew up. Um, and when I came here, I mean, in Suffolk, news is like when there's three sheep get out. Uh, and then I came here and there were police cars and crime and drugs and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, people spoke a different language. Yeah. Uh, was, you know, I, but, but I met people of different cultures, with a different color skin, with different backgrounds. Uh, and God broadened my horizons. And uh, it gave me a, a real heart and passion here, I think, to fight for injustice. Um, and uh, that's been a big part of what's taken me on the journey that we've been on. And us doing what we do now, traveling uh, and spending good part of our lives around the world helping people in poverty get themselves out so thank you mate thanks um yeah well i think while we were at zion during that time it was called zion then just to remind you <laughs> um we, we uh we went through as a family some of our worst times um but we also went through some of our best times and uh, the word that keeps coming back to me and it, it can sound a little bit sterile and hackneyed but the word equipping and uh, there's some incredible aspects of this church that God has put in and part, tied up with that prophetic word, that word of knowledge, if you like, about uh, fruit overhanging the walls. I just want to re-emphasize that because for, for me personally, that has been, that's one of the fulfillings. And there's something reproductive about the really strong points about a church, something reproductive that goes on. And I've heard, I've heard it here. Um, and um, I think it's that the, the greatest thing for us and for me, has been I've been equipped to go do what God's given us to do, which is lead a church and some churches and mentor young leaders. Um, it's, it's equipped me for that. It completely changed my life. Um, it completely, it totally enlarged my leadership and my concepts of leadership and leading a church. And for that, that's, that has, little things have massive repercussions. So when they're big things, they have even bigger repercussions. And that is what it did for us. Well done, Kate. Um, for me, uh, two things really. Sorry, I'm going to do two. Um, first one is uh, taking a risk on people and investing in them. I was 24 when Zion took a risk on me and Liz and we stepped into leadership and they invested in us and they're still taking risks and still investing and it forces me to keep taking risks and keep investing. So thank you for building that into me. But also the fact that Jesus, the love of Jesus is for everybody. No one is exempt from that. That's been shown to me, not just through the leadership, but through everyone connected to this church and it's become just the essence of my life that's why I do what I do is so everybody can know the love of Christ and that's because of what's been sown into my life through here you guys. Wow, it's so inspiring. You know, your fruit will overhang the walls and your fruit will sometimes grow on other people's trees, you know, and so whatever you, as a church, you, the, you were part of Life Central Church, you know, this is some of the guys that are going on and they're doing incredible things and just hearing what God is doing in them and through them is so inspiring. Why don't we put our hands together and thank these amazing guys. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you.
Now the other big shift for us was overseas and for 12 or 13 years we'd been involved in Albania um, and I'll tell you the story of that in a moment but, but there's a church that we've, we've invested in over the last 12 or 13 years and then about a year or so ago we were asked if we would take on responsibility and to lead and oversee and support uh, the church closely and it was a big decision for us. I remember the elders talking about it. What does this mean? What does it look like? I remember us having some interesting conversations around my time and how's that going to affect and do we really know what we're doing? But, you know, there's a real sense in the team that this is at the heartbeat of who we are as a church. We don't want to just live for ourselves. We want to live for the kingdom of God. And so we, we felt we would do that. And we've been in that relationship for over a year now. And we are loving our relationship with our church there in Albania. And uh, we've got some of the guys here with us. Uh, their visas were finally granted. God is bigger than Brexit. Amen. And uh, so we have, a, and a couple of them, Yeton and Lediana, are going to join. Would you go crazy and please put your hands together and welcome Yeton and Lediana. Yeton, let, let me start with you. You are the, are you okay there? Yes. <laughs> Jump up. You are the, the pastor of the church. How old are you? I'm 25. 25. You're the pastor of the church. Just briefly tell us, and, and you're gonna, he's going to use, his English is getting better, but he's going to use interpreter this morning. Tell us briefly your story, how you met Jesus. Yeah. Um, My name is Yaton. And I come from a Muslim country, a Muslim culture, and a Muslim family. My last name means Bayram, which in, in English is like Ramadan, the big celebration for Muslims. I went to church when I was six years old. My church was involved in kids' ministry. And when I went there, I took my first Christmas gift. And I started to ask my sister, why, what does this mean? Why are you all the time happy? And she uh, started to explain to me and I continued to go to church. Uh, during this time I loved to draw and I started to do tattoos. And and doing this, I started to get away from God. My friends weren't that good enough, so I started to leave the church. And my pastor started to notice this thing in me. That almost most of my cousins have my tattoos on their hands. And he said, okay, let's, why don't you do a Bible, uh, Bible school for two years? And when I went there, I lost all my old friends. But when I came back, God put in my heart to go and share with them what I am experiencing. And when I went there and met them, they said, what? What happened to you? So as we saw you say, okay, come on, another tattoo, please. But, 
But I was different and I wanted to use my past for something that I could reach to them. And this was very good to me. So this was a good opportunity for the church and for me to share the good news. What I did in the past, it wasn't good. But God used that for good. And I'm very grateful for that. And now we, uh, me and we are, I'm serving and ministering to the church with eight people. Two are in another country serving there. And I would like you to, to invite and come in the afternoon and to share some dances that we have. Some crazy dancing. Yeah. Yes, son, before we do that, some of your family become followers of Jesus. Just briefly tell us how many, which. On the 18th, on the 18th of August was my 25th anniversary, and that day my family got baptized. Wow. So and it was wonderful. So and my father was one of the persons that got baptized. Wow. A person that was alcoholic, addicted so for 40 years. And the others what got baptized was my cousin. The person that has lots of my tattoos in his body. And it is the person that sold and used a lot of drugs in Doris. But now he is part of our church. Come on, come on. So good, so good. Wow. Yetan. Iris wants to have her first tattoo. So you are you can do that, yeah? I will will do free. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Lediana, tell us you, you've over the years when we send teams, you've organized much of that. What does it do for the church in, in Duras when a team from here comes? Well, I think I was very little when teams started to come in Albania and I enjoyed each one of them and then getting involved organizing the, their schedule and seeing and helping them ministering into uh, different things that we do in Albania it has been amazing and I think and people can give testimonies about this in our church that the impact that each one of you has had in their lives like house visits or hospital visits or different ministries that we have done during the years it has been amazing and i still remember them i mean they all say hi to you by the way and they are really looking forward to meet the team that will come in october but also other teams that will come during the yeah. years and i'm sure that they still now remember and they come to us and say, thank you for bringing the team to our house. Thank you for praying. Thank you for coming at the hospital. Or thank you for doing youth clubs or kids ministry. So thank you very much for all your hard work. And we're lo really looking forward for other teams coming to Albania. Thank you. How old are you, Lediana? How old are you? I'm 25. 25. You know, a lot of these guys leading that church are this kind of age or younger. In fact, Ledi's uh, brother, Clevis, um, he led worship for me and translated when he was 11. He's watching online. Clevis, you're watching online. I remember that. Fantastic. Guys, it's so amazing having you with us. Our time is short. So what we've done is we've put um, an extra event in tonight at 7.30 here. It's going to be informal, relaxed. Um, but there's a whole bunch of you here from Albania, also our Bulgarian friends. You're going to be hearing more of their story, what's going on in the church. 
You're also going to do some dances with us. Of course. Some traditional Albanian and Bulgarian dances. So you don't want to miss that tonight at 7.30. I think you want to... Okay. <laughs> We have a special gift for you guys. And it made a long trip that doesn't want to come out of the box. <laughs> I thought I lost it at the airport. I started to, to open my luggage and threw it out all things. And when my luggage went through, I was like, okay. And my prayer was that the, the gift would be safe. Because... There is lots of love there. Wow. And this is for really special friends like you guys. Oh, wow. We have prayed and God uh, has led us to Matthew 5. Oh, that's amazing. 5, 14. You are the light of the world. And it says there, happy 40th anniversary from Duras Christian Center. Wow, so happy 40th Thank anniversary. You guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. You're so kind. And just while we're on this theme, Chacho is my oldest friend in Bulgaria. Chacho, would you put your hands together and welcome him? Hi, church. <laughs> this church is amazing. I mean, in the last 27 years where your church has been working in Bulgaria, there is a, such a great impact. And uh, if you want to learn more about it, you're welcome tonight, 7.30, this place. And we're going to show you some Bulgarian dancing, but we're really going to share our hearts about what has happened. And it's really been amazing. And uh, your church has helped, uh, even Pastor Leon Evans personally, in a very practical ways, so many practical ways. And uh, for the last 27 years, I cannot remember how many things they've done and they've been and he personally has been in our highs and lows and you know you always remember the person who has been with you in your lows so uh, this is why this church feels uh, as a home to me and uh, it feels very special also for all the Bulgarians who have been here or your church and church members have been so this is why also the, the gift that we bring from our church says how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news this is your church. Your church brings good news. Thank you, mate. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. We, we'd really encourage you if, you, if you're around, I know it's been a really busy weekend, but you know, we can't, we've got these guys here and we'd really want to take value of that. So if you're very welcome to come tonight at 7.30, it lasts for about an hour, an hour and a half. We'd love to see you here. Um, you know, just as we're coming into land in a minute, we're going to take this offering in a moment uh, for all of our work overseas. But you know, I've been thinking about us to, to myself about what to say this morning and I haven't got very much time, but this phrase came to me, what were you thinking? Anyone ever had that said to you, like, what were you thinking? You know, and, and, and I've said that to myself, what was I thinking? And my wife has said that to me many times, what were you thinking? And uh, I think, as all of you know now, that I, when I go overseas, something happens to me when I get around cultural dancing. And it's almost like somebody needs to say to me, 
What were you thinking? In fact, I put something up uh, last week. Alison and myself were in Ghana in, in West Africa and we got involved in some dancing and I put it on social media and I wrote, I'm not sure what I was thinking. And a really good friend of mine for a long time, who's in the band this morning, he wrote, you weren't thinking. Okay, which was probably true. And actually to prove that I wasn't thinking, one of our young guys who will remain nameless, Jack Smith, he took the little thing on social media and overdubbed it with a track and here's me and I don't know what I was thinking, but here it is. I, I, I don't think I was thinking. I wasn't thinking. But you know, it kind of, that phrase has got in my heart and my mind really, like, what were you thinking? I, and I wonder if you, to ask Margaret, and she's in heaven now, who first, you know, Rachel said, you know, first you to come around their house and have lunch and talk about what would it be for a church to be planted and start here. I wonder if someone said to her, hey, Margaret, what were you thinking? And then maybe Brian and Cynthia and, and Rachel and Alan and some of the others that came around in those early days as the church started. I wonder if they knew what they were thinking. And, and then later on when, when Nigel came to be the pastor uh, later in, in, in the 90s and, and OM and we had that relationship with OM which has been with us for 30 years which is great. Did we really know what we were thinking? And, and then fast forward later on when we said, hey, what would it be like to be a church that reaches the community and breaks down the walls? And we now have around 35 different community organisations that, that are part of us. And did we really know what we were thinking? And then in 2015, when the, when the fire came and, you know, you know what, what were we thinking when we went multi-site and we took on Hagley and we took on Rowley and, then, and now in Albania as well? And, you know, I'll tell you what we were thinking. We were thinking something different to what other people were thinking. And there's a great quote that it says, And those who are seen to be dancing seem crazy to those who cannot hear the music. Those who are seen to be dancing seem crazy to those who cannot hear the music. I just heard some different music when I was dancing than what you heard. But you know, I want to tell you, the music that we've heard for 40 years is the music that makes us dance in the way that we do. And it may look crazy to others, but they're not hearing the music that we're hearing. And I want to share something just very briefly from the Bible. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and the Apostle Paul. And he puts it this way. This is from the Passion Translation. You know that's my favourite at the moment. But he puts it this way. If we're out of our minds in a blissful divine ecstasy, it is for God. But if we're in our right minds, it is for your benefit. And listen to this. For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us. Because we are absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. Guys, he's not just given his life for you. He's given his life for every single person on planet Earth. And then he goes on to say, this means all died with him so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him, the one who died for us and now lives again. This is the music that we're dancing to. This is the music that we're hearing and it looks crazy to others, but maybe they can't hear the music that we're hearing. And so my prayers, I invite the band to come back up. My prayer for us as we go forward, guys, as a church, is that we never lose sight. We never lose the sound of that kind of music. That we never settle down. You know, we're growing up now, we're 40. We're growing up, but we're not settling down. And this Bible verse says that we should live, if, we, if you know Jesus this morning, and if you're part of a community, whether it's this church or any other church, if we know Jesus, we shouldn't be living self-absorbed lives. But we should live lives that are poured out for others. That means financially we're going to pour out. 
And I'm going to ask you to dig really deep and give financially this morning. And thank you so much. You know, this church has given over two and a half million pounds over the last few years, over and above their regular giving to the work of God, which is phenomenal for a church of our size. But we want to pour out. We want to pour out in terms of our time and our effort and our energy. You know, you know, we worked out recently, there are over 400 people in this church who regularly serve the kingdom of God through the life of this church. That's pouring out. You know, we're not going to stop here, are we? We're not going to stop here. What we're going to do is we're going to keep dancing to that music because people need to find and follow Jesus. And you know, I could get so emotional this morning when I, I hear these stories of people finding Jesus and, and these guys like Yeton. And, and you know, I was there when, when, when his father you know, came out and stood and he just got baptised and his, and his cousin and, and his sister. And, and I just look at that and I think, what would it be like if every single one of us who say we're a follower of Jesus danced to that kind of music? Where we said, we've only got one life. We don't want to just live it for ourselves, but we want to live it for Jesus and we want to live it for lost people. That's who we are as a church. And so I'm going to invite you to be a part of this offering because what this offering will do is it will enable us to reach out and to keep pushing out. It will enable us to invest and support Duras in Albania and go to Bulgaria and establish new relationships. We're looking at a partnership project in, in India. We're looking at with Compassion. Alison and I have just come back from a vision trip with Compassion. Um, so many opportunities. It will enable us to do that. And that will help keep us looking outward. Because you know, when God breaks your heart, for what breaks His heart, everything changes, doesn't it? And we begin to dance to a different kind of music. So I want to pray and then I'm going to invite you to give sacrificially and pour out today so that we can bless and encourage so many people around the world. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for this celebration this morning. And I believe it's been so much more than that. I believe we've seen just a little window, God, into who you are and to what you can do with the prayers of one woman and with the sacrifice of a small group of people. And then with all that's happened over the last 40 years. And God, we are so in awe of you. But Lord, we want to honour the past, not by living in it, but by being grateful for it. And then by pushing forward into the future. And God, may the days of this church, the best days be ahead and not behind in Jesus' name. And God, long after I've gone, God, I pray that this church will keep blazing a trail and will keep dancing to that kind of music, the music that comes from the heart of God. So Jesus, now as we worship you by giving this offering, God, would you come and would you do something in our hearts and lives on this 40th anniversary? And I thank you so much for the faithfulness of so many people in this room and maybe others watching online today as well. God, thank you so much. But God, may we continue to live poured out lives, dancing to a different kind of beat. Lord, with hearts broken for what breaks yours, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.